This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. surname, you can't tell if I'm married or not. And some people might think that's unbearably coy, or some people might think that's a great natural privilege that I have being a man in Ireland. I'm joined today by Garajean McAvoy. Do you good. Thank you very much for having me. Eamor Duffy. Do you good. And Shulani Gren. Hello. So, there's a difference in Ireland between male surnames, like mine, and female surnames, like the laddies. <laughs> so, but obviously this this is an area that say people who don't speak Irish are often confused about, babbled about. It's something that I've I've noticed recently on fantasy name generators for writers that they can't understand some of these things. Shuan, do you want to tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, so as you said, um th- um the way the language is set up and I suppose the way our society is set up is that the male um last name is ambiguous. Yes. Whereas the the female name takes on um, a different form if the person is married or that's what it has been to date. That's that's the norm. Um, I would say that it's slightly changing now. So maybe people don't, uh, as they do in English, maybe names aren't changing as often. So often when the when a woman would get married, her, she would take on her husband's last name uh, or that she would take on Ban E, the woman of E. Mm-hmm. if it was Murphy. So it would be like, Sean O'Murrachu Ban E Waraku. So a literal translation would be the woman <laughs> Murphy's woman, basically. Yes. So lots of people might remember that if they went to primary or secondary school in Ireland, they'll remember a Ban E Waraku or a Ban E I don't know, whatever else. Um a lot of people didn't understand what it actually meant, that it meant the woman of. Um yes. so it, it's something that is a little bit um challenging, I think, now because people don't often want to, to, to take that on and I think it has a mm. lot of weight behind it and, and the more the people are getting to unpick what's going on in the language they want to to maybe remove parts of it. This is the thing and I know say that there are some women who when they get married they to a man if they choose to um, will take the husband's name but they won't take the ban bit which mm-hmm. is very hardcore and whereas they might take just the E or like 
bit part. Yeah, I think the band part is definitely uh, fading away. I think a lot of us remember it as maybe older women took that and, and now I don't think that many people would be like to be known as ban the warachu or ban the or whatever. But yeah, the E thing is definitely, it's a signifier, I suppose, more than anything else. So it's like wearing a wedding ring. It's one of these things that just shows that you are a married woman. Um Personally, I, I wouldn't change my name in English, mm-hmm. so I certainly wouldn't change my name in Irish. So were I to get married and were I to take somebody's name, I still wouldn't change it to the E part because I just, for me, it wouldn't be representative of my personality or of my identity. Interesting. And Gardine, in addition to, I guess, all the other um, perks of being a woman, they also got a shave in their name. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, lovely little trivia. Um, uh, in respect to what Shun was saying, yeah, I think it's a it's the way we do it in Irish is really interesting and it's probably best uh, explained to somebody who doesn't speak Irish as like it's a permanent misses on your name, like you can't avoid it. You have to have mm-hmm. it in your name. Um so again I think you know it's a nice kind of trait in Irish, but I don't know if it's necessarily uh something that in modern day I think maybe we we ought to maybe look at it and think about it. If you want to do that, that's fine. Fair play, you know, far away with. It. But um, I think, like she was saying, like I definitely wouldn't want to take somebody else's name in in English, let alone in Irish. But then again, there's the argument, you know, this, you know, I do my my name comes from my father, so is it, you know, should I be taking? Should we go down the Icelandic route and take our our mammy's first name and then just make it into a a, a surname? There's a but that's a nightmare for both men. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's always all that issue as well. Um, you know, it is it does come from a kind of uh, a very patriarchal society, but I don't know if it's that offensive to. It's not that it's offensive, it's just uh, bothersome, I think, at this mm-hmm. point. yeah, I it think it's interesting in the Gaeltach that, that naming is such a huge part mm-hmm. of, of their culture and it's something that really hasn't gone away. Mm-hmm. And I know if we go a little bit further back, not even in the Gaeltach, but in rural areas, I know my mother um, is Esther, but she's Esther Packy James Kate. So she goes back three yeah. generations. So mm-hmm. the Kate relates to a woman, obviously, and then it went Packy James, two men, and she's the Esther of all of those people. Yeah. So you know there were certain points where where women were fed into the into the naming system, but mm-hmm. often it's your your father's name, your grandfather's name, your great grandfather's name that becomes your name, which I love because it, it gives you that real close connection to your family mm-hmm. and it, the, the cultural connotations. I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, but again, I think things eventually, you know, you might say the Gaeltacht is, is maybe two steps back when it comes to contemporary culture. So if we look at the Gaeltacht in 50 years, will it be gone? I don't know. Or are they two steps forward? Maybe. It's a funny one. <laughs> it's a funny one because similarly, my, my dad's part of Kerry, there have been so many different O'Shea's and similarly yeah. the way that Healy Ray isn't doing a fancy double name like Bonham Carter. He's literally saying there's all these Healy's and we're just the Ray Healy's, the Healy Ray's. And my dad's part, there were so many O'Shea's that you would have had, yeah, like um, Donnie Murtagh as opposed to just, you know, Daniel O'Shea, as the the law would call him. My own particular story of this is my wife, um, like her, my my wife, her name is Erin, and Erin Dugan was her unmarried name. And when, like her, when her mother remarried, after they had become distant from her biological father, she married a very nice guy called Mr. Campbell. And she thought, well, if I take his surname as a, a stepfather, I'm Aaron Campbell. That's very soupy. <laughs> you don't want to take the soup. But she, she did actually. <laughs> she did take my name when we got married, and I suppose she was she was she was ready for a new name, but she didn't want to be Banny or anything. So she spells it just the way I do. She basically yeah. takes O and she yeah. keeps it gender neutral. That's nice. And and, and um, one of our really great poets, Afric Mackay 
she's Afrik Maka and I've never asked her why but it's just something that I've always accepted I've yes. never really thought about it until I saw it written down and somebody said to me but shouldn't she be yeah. Nick or, or Nee and I thought well it's just her name you know I, I suppose the way we look at things now is so different mm. from the way maybe we did look at things previously that I had never questioned it but of course obviously that was a choice somewhere along the line she just decided she was going to be Afrik Maka yeah and more a machanti than as well. Yeah, uh, she's more wakati, yeah, and I'd yeah. love to know why yeah, did she make a decision? I never thought of that till now. Yeah, she was hardly going to be more wakati, Cruz O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, on that, I recently I, I started seeing a uh, moved to Dublin and, and started seeing a new doctor here, and uh, the doctor's name was Doctor McOwen and spelt M A C space. E-O-I-N and when I went into her office she stood there and I said I'm I'm waiting for Dr. McGowan expecting a man and she was kind of like I am Dr. McGowan I was so embarrassed that I had assumed that it was a man but it was because and I was you know flustered trying to explain that well well, because of the Irish and then she just kind of went yeah okay it happens all the time people always assume that the doctor is a man but that wasn't wasn't what it was (laughs) because that's that's an awful trope in older Hollywood films they they were waiting for Detective Bukowski and saying, oh, Detective Casey's a woman. And she's yeah. hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that what I sexy like. trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad. But yeah, she, I, I'm sure she didn't believe me when I said it was because of the Irish. But Yeah, so I, I'm going to refer back to, to your point there, Shun, when you said, you know, a lot of um, times when you think of like a Bonnie, whoever, uh, with a surname, you kind of think of, as you said, like an older, an older generation of people Um, And a lot of people, it's going to spring to mind like, you know, like a teacher or something. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, if you're getting married and, you know, the Irish language is is important to you and, you know, your name is suddenly, you know, changing in English. If you if you choose to change it in English and you're thinking, do I change it in Irish? If next thing you see, I'm going to be Bonnie Hay. You know, is that going to spring to mind an image of like, you know, your secondary school teacher? Or do you see yourself as being like, you know, modern empowered woman being like, yes. I'm married now and here I am. There you go. I think of like Ban E. Um, Hay or Banny Callig as being an equivalent to those old Puritan good wife Proctor, good wife Simpson type of things that it's, it is a legacy of a time when actually, and even in some of those old kind of again, films you hear us say, a, a, a man's wife in court being referred to as Mrs. John O'Leary. Mm. And the, it, it's a legacy of that time when actually when a woman did get married, she actually you know, became legally part of her husband almost. But um, some people enjoy using it ironically. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think I would ever get to that point where I'd be, because I think people, people would misread it. They wouldn't understand the yeah. irony. I'd be going around trying to explain to people, it's ironic. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I mean, it's um, like, you're, I mean, one of the things that um, about names in general is that when someone get when you give someone a name you're taking it's, you're taking a sort of power of them people get nicknames when they join a group and they've become part of that group like when they often people have an army nickname because they've become part of the troop and sometimes people people can you give someone a nickname to basically put them down or to control them and yeah names de- are so important mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing we can all learn from languages naming something that maybe doesn't follow with contemporary culture can be can be quite challenging and that if Irish is to move on then it needs to look at its naming systems and if people mm-hmm. are offended by that and I don't care if somebody calls me a snowflake whatever Banny Snowflake um, <laughs> I'll accept it Banny Kalogsnachta I think if, if, if anybody is offended by that then we need to relook at it and think well mm-hmm. can we change it should we change it or should we try and co-opt it into the language and make it a, a part of the language in a, in a mm-hmm. better way and yeah, then there's definitely something to be said for maybe a third way 
Guardian, do you have any views on this? Um, I think the way it's going now, I think, because, you know, so many people from different cultures are moving to Ireland and their names don't necessarily fit to the standard of Irish. Um, so I don't necessarily, I think with names, you know, it's so important to maintain part of your culture. If you do come from a different culture and your name has a different cultural heritage, I think it's so important to keep that. But if, you know, you're, you're also connected to your Irish culture, you know, there shouldn't be a reason to lose it. I find that I, I lived abroad for several years and the first thing, thing somebody said to me when I got out of, stepped off the plane in, in the United States was, well, all the Asian students change their name when they come here. You should consider that. And I was so offended because my name is difficult in Ireland and I've never changed. I've never, you know, mm. tried to make it easier for people to understand. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, I don't necessarily know if, you know, actual names need changing. I think, you know, if I, the worst thing you could do is, you know, try and Irish up a name that's not, you know, equatable mm. to Irish. So, um, like... Yolanda Niewarsowski. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, names are so important and you shouldn't try. I mean, they don't do it in other languages mm-hmm. in the way that we are so keen to do it in Irish. Mm. Um, and, and I think that that used to be problematic in in, in primary schools mm. and people often say that to me. Yes. Oh, you know, what's your name in English? Which is a, mm. a question I get a lot and I don't like answering because yeah. I don't ask people what their name is in Irish or in exactly. Mandarin or anything else. But I think a lot of people in school went through that where their name was translated you know, if their name was Susan, then automatically they were Shuan or they were Shun mm. or they were whoever. And they found that problematic. So I think schooling um, and the name thing is important as well. Even if you're going to a girls' school, I would be very much of the side mm. of if your name is Tom Murphy, then you're Tom Murphy in school and you're Tom Murphy everywhere, unless you decide you want to be yeah. Tomaso Morahu or you want to be whatever. Mm. Like you should have your ownership over your own name. Your school should not rename you because I think it's confusing and it can be quite upsetting for people. I have a I have a dog in this fight very much so because I don't like my name being translated. First of all, in principle, I like my name. It's great. Dark. There's only, usually the only dark in the group. Mm. I'm cool with it. Um, but the other issue is one of the most famous darks was a shadow singer called Dark O'Cahan. Fun to say. But obviously there's not a lot, a lot of money in Shano's singing. So he was sent off to Leeds to work in construction. And when he's over there, his English colleagues, uh, they anglicize his name as Dudley Kane. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you did not call me Dudley, ever. <laughs> that's a terrible name. Oh, Dudley God. And actually, Dudley's a really big name in Connemara. So I wonder, is that related to all the people that went to London and Leeds and went to working on sites and stuff? It's entirely possible, mm. which is uh, awful. J.K. Rowling has wrecked that name forever, in fairness. It's never going to Dudley. be Dudley. Yeah, Dudley's Dudley not Dudley. coming back. Yeah, no. Dudley's yeah, gone. No, it's, it's gone. dead it's in the water. Dead, Sorry for any Dudley listening, but your name is yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah, but some names are really beautiful in Irish. My partner's name is uh, his last name is Makandvaha which mm. means son of life oh, which lovely. people who speak Irish actually love other people are just like what's that in English <laughs> <laughs> and I also refuse to translate that and so does he but he actually has his mum's name as his middle name oh. yeah so his mum didn't want um, her name to be not included in his name so his middle name is his mum's um, last name which I like but it just makes his name extra long <laughs> which people have trouble with absolutely <laughs> And one of the other things when we're speaking of translating Irish names or translating names in general is that say, and the and the new like Donald Trump is still Donald Trump and Emmanuel Macron is still Emmanuel Macron, but if you're a royalty or the Pope, the Pope is Pope Francis is Papa Prunches, and Queen Elizabeth II is Bonnie and Alicia though she is yeah and I think they have a set rules I know when it comes to news. 
there's certain names that just they just don't translate and that is the way it is like mm. I, I have seen Donald Trump translated to Donald Mock and Trump but it's mostly <laughs> in an irreverent ironic mm. way well I remember that Alan Titley used to translate Barack Obama as Barack Obama and Barack who bombs people <laughs> yeah because that doesn't have a, a message behind it <laughs> yeah well that, that was yeah I think that's a little bit schneid but I guess he knew what he was doing and he, mm-hmm. he, had, he had his own views on that particular matter I think mm. um but then, generally speaking, I think translating someone's name against their consent is not cool. It's, I mean, it, it's a deeply personal thing. Yeah. And I can see why a person might find taking a name or not taking a name after marriage, the fact that having the choice to be able to do that is deeply personal and deeply meaningful. And mm. I'd yeah. be totally cool supporting whichever decision someone made in that way. Yeah, I think yeah. often people maybe don't understand like as you said Garrodine your name is really important to you because you've never translated it the Mm. fact that somebody would ask you to translate it is hugely offensive and people don't get that they do that in Ireland all the time they'll say Mm. what's your real name what's that in English you know and you're just going to go no I'm not doing that and and then you feel like you're on the back foot and they're offended yeah it's really annoying that people and like you said it, that's where it stems from people just assume that you know it's it was translated and I just kept it um, but no my name on my birth certificate is Geraldine and I, I've co- come to not translate it into Geraldine because people just think that then it gives them licence to call me that and that annoys me you know it's a fine name but it's not my name um, so I'll just kind of go back to its origins and tell them and it's mighty ruler with spear and then they were just like alright cool we'll go with Geraldine there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I just it is yeah but it is something that stems from obviously school days and people having their names forcibly translated and mistranslated often um, mm-hmm. my mom has a, a strange uh, surname her uh, maiden name is Oregon and I believe they're the only family with that name so it was translated on something that's ridiculous that's I believe Oregon or something um, but uh Initially, it came from, uh, they believe, a misspelling on a birth certificate long ago. Um, So there is no Irish version of it. But yeah, it was just poorly translated. So then they don't have a translation for their name, which, you know, they don't have one. They don't have one. But Mm -hmm. there's no reason to force one on it. Yeah. And particularly some some really, there's been some very bad shoehorning in. And I think it's, I do think my, my experience has been that there seems to be a kind of a division between like some Irish names that seem to have a very are very close to a well-known English name and uh, particularly particularly recently there's, there's it's very popular to have Irish names that have no like similarity with any English name whatsoever and those are the real kind of hipster ones at mm. the moment I think whereas I mean sometimes I think like a lot of there's so many Toms and Toms and Johns returned to Sean's Orwins and Tomases that those particular names which are perfectly fine I think Pruntius has a completely different meaning to Frank but they've just been that seems to always been the yeah. uh, an extremely careless like appropriation mm, and I think that comes from if you're a Franciscan monk you're, you're a monarch Pruntiusach so it comes from that type really? of Francis yeah I know if you're a Franciscan you're, you're a Sagar Pruntiusach so maybe it comes from there and then maybe badly translated to Frank <laughs> from Francis that way yes indeed every day is a school day <laughs> On that note, um, enjoy your name, whoever you are at home. <laughs> I want to thank my contributors today, Gardine. Thank you very much. Emer. Thank you. Shun. You can follow me at the Irish Forum Twitter. Um, I'm at Garrodine. Uh, Tuckwork Emer. And I'm at Shuners. Great stuff. Thank you very much. See you next time. Slangafol. Dark again. 
I just want to say thanks very much for listening to today's episode. It'd be great if you could subscribe to the podcast on wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. And if you can like and review the episodes as well, it's a great way of getting people to actually find the podcast and hear more of it. Thank you very much to the Headstuff Podcast Network for allowing me to produce it and bring it to you. You can find many other brilliant podcasts on the Headstuff website. I recommend, for example, Juvenalia, where people talk about a piece of pop culture that influenced them as a child. Also, I want to thank Kirsten Shield for doing the artwork for the podcast. I want to thank Brian for producing us and putting manners on us all. So, see you next time. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 